Welcome to the Bucket List Buster Travel Show. Your Bucket List Buster Travel Show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running the travel business. She, along with other industry experts, share their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in. Give yourself permission to focus on yourself. Create lifelong memories with families and friends. And finally learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. And here's the host of your show, Karen Duncan. Aloha, buenos dias, ni hao, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jumbo, board tarde, everything's irie, and good afternoon. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome, welcome everyone to your bucket list buster. This is Karen Duncan, your host for the day. I hope you're having a fantastic day. It is amazing here, this wonderful spring day. We've got a new segment on the show called Where Have I Been? Where listeners like yourself can call in or contact me so that you can be featured on the show for this particular segment to tell us about some place that you've recently been that you thought people need to hear about. All about your adventures and things that you've done, places you ate, people you met, things that you did, you know, all kinds of stuff. Who you went with. So if you want to be featured, make sure that you email me at yourbucketlistbuster at gmail.com so we can get you on the air. This week we have Dawn McDaniel, who is an entrepreneur and she owns McDaniel Wine Shop. She had been dreaming of going back to Italy um, for some time now. She went several years ago and loved it, wanted to go back. So she took off and did a two-week trip all by herself, solo traveling, and she had an amazing time. And she's going to talk to us today about her trip. Today's show is also going to be about solo traveling. Are you a person that likes to travel alone? Are you a person that prefers to do things by yourself, go places, and you're not afraid to do these things on your own? Well, this is the way Dawn was, and she travels quite a bit by herself. And so it brought up a very good topic, solo traveling. So we've got some fantastic things today to talk to you about. I've got the top five places for solo travelers to go based on safety and the happiness of the people there. I've also got a really good, um, some really good information about the first of its kind underwater lounge that one of the luxury expedition cruise ships is going to be featuring on their, on their ships. And then Insight Cuba has created some tours to Cuba for music lovers. That's going to be fantastic. I'll talk to you a little bit about that. And then I also want to give a shout out to Lindsay Pride, Vice President of Adventures, uh, Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy Board of Directors, who kicked off her first ever fundraiser in the Fort Collins, Colorado area on behalf of Awa Day. Congratulations, Lindsay, on a very professionally done and super successful fundraiser on behalf of Awa Day. Awa Day um, is a uh, organization that's supports families with special needs children on vacations. So 
we'll talk a little more about that later on. But solo traveling. So my thought for the week, here's, here's solo traveling from Karen's perspective, okay? Solo traveling is finally becoming an, an option. The industry is realizing that there is a need to market to the solo traveler. For decades, college students have gone off backpacking across Europe as a rite of passage. Nowadays, it's not just for the recent college grads. Many adults of all generations are traveling solo. So how do you feel about that? Are you that adventurous? I can say I'm probably not now, but could have been earlier in life had I known what I know now. The closest I've come to traveling alone was when I went to Europe a couple of years back on a training trip for a company I had gone to work for. They wanted me to do a river cruise and, I, and an escorted tour, one of their escorted tours while I was there. I was very nervous, I must say, about flying across the pond by myself, going into new airports. I had never been on a, an international trip alone. Now that I, you know, when I started thinking about this for, for today's show, I really started contemplating the fact, actually I thought about it then. I had never been to Europe. So it was my first trip to Europe and I was traveling alone. So it was kind of, you know, it brought up these feelings of anxiety and nervousness and a little fear and a little sadness because I would have really liked to have experienced this with my sweetie. But I, I did. And I flew into Frankfurt, Germany. And from there, I went to Prague. And when I flew out, I flew out of Budapest. I realized, you know, I'd never done this without a husband or a parent. And what I did realize is how helpful people are, even if you don't speak the same language. I grew up a cop's kid, so I'm very watchful and cautious about things around me. As a child, I was put in a situation of a robbery that my father and his partner had to handle, coming from dance class while we were sitting in the parking lot of McDonald's. So I'm probably more aware of my surroundings than anyone you'll ever know as a civilian, so to speak. So here's my take on traveling solo. Do it. One of my favorite movies that tends to, to be my go-to movie when traveling is Eat, Love, Pray, Eat, Pray, Love uh, with Julia Roberts. Absolutely love it. I watch it on every trip that I take. You learn a lot about yourself when you're traveling alone. You get to do what you want, when you want, without having to take anyone's opinion into consideration. As we'll learn from Dawn McDaniel, our guest today, this is your absolute opportunity to disconnect or reconnect. You can eat alone or eat, a, eat, end up at a table next to you with some, some new friends. Visit a place you'll feel safe alone. Later in the show, I'll tell you some of the greatest places to travel as a solo. Also, companies like Norwegian Cruise Line now offer studio staterooms for single travelers, so you don't have to pay the single supplement. And they host separate events for singles so that you can meet others traveling alone. According to Travel and Leisure, there are two questions to ask yourself before traveling alone. Is it safe and is it a happy place? When you get there, are you going to feel welcome? So let's get started with this party today and learn more about Dawn McDaniel. Let's learn about our underwater lounges. 
Let's learn about traveling solo. This is your bucket list buster and I'll be back in a minute. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, chief of everything, and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back to your bucket list buster. Well, it is time for our segment on travel trends and weekly news. And this particular uh, bit of news is quite interesting. Poignant, P-O-N-A-N-T, a luxury expedition cruise line that does Antarctica, Africa, and Alaska, has just decided to put underwater lounges on their next four luxury expedition ships. Um, they're multi-sensory lounges beneath the waterline of the four Explorer-class ships. They'll be called Blue Eye. So there's a wall-mounted digital screen, screens, multiple, with proj um, projected images filmed live by their three underwater cameras strategically placed to capture spectacles, they say. And so this also includes a sound system that will use hydrophones, a type of microphones designed to capture underwater sounds. And it'll pick up audio of sea life within a three-mile radius of the vessel. Plus, they have body-listening sofas. These sofas will discreetly vibrate in unison with the aquatic acoustics. Um, I'm going to put some pictures of the lounges on uh, the Your Bucket List Buster Facebook page. So, next in the news, Insight Cuba has partnered with a record label, Putumaya, to offer Putumaya Cuba Cuba Cuba, a six-day tour departing November the 6th to explore Havana's music scene. So if you're into music and really would like to learn more about the music and the vibe of the music scene in Cuba, this might be the trip for you. It's an extensive music scene in Cuba tour that's going to include access to Cuban artists through exclusive performances, private concerts, dance lessons, and you actually get to visit a recording studio. 
you'll have a Cuban guide that will introduce you to the local cuisine, art, and local t traditions through the people-to-people -people interactions and activities, which is required in order for Americans to go visit Cuba at this point. So you do still have to do the people-to-people -people interaction, and this is a perfect way to see Cuba if you love music and you love dance and you love food, this particular tour could be for you. It, the tour is priced at $4,285 um, and the air is extra. Next on cruise, I mean on the travel news for this week, I think this is really fun. I, I got a theme kind of going on with this bourbon thing because I want to put a bourbon trip together with, um, with Celtic Tour next year because they have a great bourbon tour in Scotland. But this is a 2017 bourbon cruise on the, on the American Cruise Line River Cruise which could be fun. So they're gonna show you where bourbon comes from in America, how it's made, and the ways to distinguish the unique characteristics between the different distilleries. There'll be tastings, treats, cooking demonstrations. You'll get to go on board. You'll have a guest on board, Bill Samuels Jr., son of the Maker's Mark founder, Bill Samuels Sr. He'll be leading the presentation and tasting for Maker's Mark. Also will be Don Flynn of Buffalo Trace, where there's going to be a presentation and tastings where you get to um, taste the, the Buffalo Trace brand. Also, Michael Veach, a bourbon historian and member of the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. So if bourbon is your thing, then this might just be the cruise for you. There's limited availability from what I understand, but I think that's really kind of pretty cool. So we're going to take a quick break, and when I get back, we're going to talk about traveling solo and some of the top five, of, well, five of the top destinations for you to be able to go and travel safely as a single traveler. So we'll be right back. See you in a minute. This is your Bucket List Buster, and I have with us today Ms. Brooke Robbins, one of the board members of NACE and co-chair of this year's event. A Taste of NACE presents Austin Bites on August the 16th. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Karen. Thank you for having me today. Well, I'm so glad you could join us. I want you to be able to tell everyone about who NACE is, and, and tell us about this fantastic event that's coming up this year. Well, we appreciate the opportunity. So let me start with telling you what NACE is. NACE stands for the National Association of Catering and Events, and I'm a board member with our Austin chapter, and we have an annual fundraiser every year, and this is our 17th annual event. We are super excited about it. This year's event is called A Taste of NACE Presents Austin Bites. And it is focused on all things Austin. Um, NACE, obviously catering and events, that is, um, that is what we focus on. And so Austin Bites is going to present the best food in Austin, the best drinks in Austin. We have a great local Austin band who's going to be providing the music for us to Mott. Um, not only is this a nationally recognized and award-winning event, but one of my favorite parts is that the proceeds from the event benefit the foundation of NACE. 
And their mission is to foster education and training in the fields of food, beverage, and catering. And of course, nice. in addition to that, yes, it's a great organization. And in addition to that, as you know, every year we are blessed to be able to choose a charity partner. And as you know, this year our charity's partner um, is one that is very special to you. It's Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy, which helps provide respite um, events and adventures for those caregivers who take care of those sweet special needs kiddos. So not only That's is it so a fun special. event, oh, it is, we're so lucky to be able to do it. So not only is it a great event to come out and try some of those top restaurants and caterers that you may not have a chance to try every day, you're also supporting two really good organizations. Um, and of course, with Austin being the music capital of the world, that is really what we're focusing on this year, all things Austin. Um, That's really cool. Gonna, Where is it going to yeah, be? It's going to be at Trinity Hall, which is a really cool downtown venue. Um, and it's going to be there, and we have um, a lot of ways that you can get involved. If you're a restaurant or caterer who wants to participate in the Chef Showcase, which basically means that you're going to have event professionals from all over coming out to try your amazing food and drink, you can participate that way. Um, we have opportunities for corporate sponsors. Um, we have silent auction that you can participate in. We also have in-kind sponsorship. So there's just a lot of different ways to get involved. Um, of course, we want you to get involved by coming out and enjoying the evening, but um, if you cannot attend that evening, we have lots of other ways that you can get involved with it. And so how would someone um, get involved or buy tickets? So the best way to get tickets, our general admission tickets are $100, um, and you can go to naceaustin.com, and that will lead you to the event page, and it will also have all of our contact information as well if you want to get involved in another capacity. And what page is that? Um, it's going to be naceaustin.com. Naceaustin.com. Yes, so ma'am. We, we, we need sponsors. We need, um, we need uh, silent auction items. We need people to buy tickets and show up for the event, as well as chefs and caterers that may want to pr pr uh, be part of it, correct? Absolutely. And, oh, I should have mentioned this. We also, we cannot release the names yet, but we have some celebrity judges who are going to be um, in house that evening, too. I know. We're super excited about that. So that's kind of a fun spin on it. Well, you'll have to come back and tell us who those celebrity judges are. <laughs> yes, we would love to. We would love to do that. Well, thanks for coming on today. And we will see if we can't get a whole lot of people out to support NACE this year and the Taste of Austin. We appreciate it. Taste of NACE presents Austin Bites, August 16th. Thank you. Thank you. Your Bucket List Welcome back, everybody. This is your Bucket List Buster. So before the break, I was told you I was going to talk to you about some really great places for people that are traveling alone to be able to go to. So here we go. Happy Planet Index looked at environment and impact and well-being in 151 countries to measure where people live long and happy lives and determine the safest place for solos. So can you guess 
the number one spot for single travelers to travel? Okay, you can't guess. So the number one is New Zealand. It was rated number four for safety and number 24 for happiness. And it's because travelers can look forward to adventures on glaciers and rainforests on the peaks of the Southern Alps, not to mention bungee jumping, jet boating, hiking on the legendary Milford Track, all while meeting some of the friendliest people and most open-minded people in the world. I would agree with that because I've met some New Zealanders and they are a hoot. They're a lot of fun to play with when you go on vacation. Number two is Norway, number 10 in safety and rated number two in t 22 in happiness. It's the best way for solo travelers to experience an expensive country that's a thousand miles long aboard one of the Hurtigruten coastal steamers that sail up the coast of Norway. So you get to go into the city of Bergen and see some of the country's most beautiful fjords stopping at dozens of ports along the way. And if you're a outdoorsy type, this is another one of those destinations that would be really good for you to go to while you are uh, traveling single. And you, you have all kinds of accommodations available for you there from comfortable hotels to mountain huts. And you get to see the Northern Lights, which is amazing. Number three is Switzerland. It's rated number five for safety and number 30 for happiness. Switzerland is the place for people who, who like to mind their own business. It's a natural choice for solo travelers for that reason. You get to go hiking with your hiking boots, take a Swiss rail pass, get on every train and tram and lake steamer, and you start a couple days in, in stately pedestrian-friendly Zurich and then head south to the shores of Lake Geneva for the Bistro's Nightlife Museums. That is a wonderful place if you really like to be by yourself, if you really want to be alone um, and want to see just a beautiful country. Number four is Costa Rica, rated 42 for safety and number one for happiness. You have to know that the Costa Ricans are the happiest people on earth according to this study. This destination has been drawing Americans for decades now. A lot of people started retiring in Costa Rica about 20 some odd years ago and they continue to flock. Americans tend to still flock to Costa Rica. It's a nature's paradise if you like rainforests and tropical and you like exotic animals you like the beach, you like volcanoes, then Costa Rica is definitely the destination for you. And it's pretty safe when you consider they did 151 uh, destinations for this study and it's rated number 42, then, uh, then this could be the place for you. And number five for this week is Austria. Safety ranking is three, happiness ranking is 42. Small, compact, Vienna is one of the easiest European cities to navigate as a solo traveler. And you get to start with concert halls and museums, cafes. It's a beautiful place. I've actually been to Austria, been to Vienna, and it's an outstanding place with lots of history, beautiful cathedrals and buildings. It really is a nice, small walkable um, city and a great place for you to go. 
So those are the top five destinations for solo travelers to just take a trip. And I'll have more for you later in the year. I'll do some additional ones so my solo travelers get an opportunity to find out all the destinations that's safe for them to go to. We're going to take another really quick break. And when I get back, we're going to have our guest speaker, Ms. Dawn McDaniel of The Wine Shop. And she's going to talk to us about her solo trip that she just got back from in Italy. This is your Bucket List Buster. I'll be back in a minute. Contact Peaks Cruises and Tours, your destination wedding and honeymoon specialist, 512-252-8919. Or PeaksCruisesTours.com, P-E-E-K-S, CruisesTours.com. Welcome back. This is your Bucket List Buster, and I have the amazing Dawn McDaniels, President and CEO of McDaniel Wine Shop. She also says she's the marketing specialist, data entry, admin assistant. You know how it is when you're an entrepreneur, and I do understand. So thank you for taking time out and talking to us today. Thank you, Karen. I'm so thrilled to be here. Great, great. So you just had took an amazing trip to Italy. And uh, so before we get into Italy, tell us about what you do and about the wine shop. Okay. Yeah. I started my wine business about two years ago and I do private wine tastings that could be either in people's homes or at the corporate level. Um, I can do client appreciation, employee appreciation tastings. And it's, it's a similar experience to as if you went to a wine tasting at a winery in Napa Valley or somewhere else, except I come to you. Nice. So people can just set up with a bunch of their friends or a corporate party and you come mm-hmm. in and do different types of wine tastings. Yeah, I come in, I guide them through the tasting, do a little wine 101. We have a lot of laughs. We have fun. And then they can subscribe to monthly wines. Is there a wine club? Sure. Yeah, we have a monthly wine club if they want to sign up for that. That's always fun. And then if there was some wines that they particularly enjoyed during the tasting, they can place an order for those as well. Nice. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love wine. <laughs> love love parties and wine. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so is that what inspired you to take this trip to Italy? You know, um, yes and no. Um, My first trip to Italy was five years ago, and it was uh, through a trip I'd won, a sales incentive trip with my former career, and um, I fell in love with Italy, and that trip was just too short. So, Mm. you know, five years ago even, I said, i got to come back. And um, and then, of course, like I said, two years ago, I started my wine business. So that just made sense. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going back to Italy. And, and yes, I'm going to go to Tuscany. And yes, I'm going to drink some wine. <laughs> That's amazing. So do you find the wine in Italy is different than the oh, wine yes. here? I mean, can, you can tell the difference in the region. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's very, amazing. very different. You know, um, obviously it has a different terroir, but the biggest difference is um, sulfite levels in European mm-hmm. wines, Italian wines versus uh, mass-made American wines. Uh, the sulfites are much, much lower. Right. Um, so that, that can really make you feel different, uh, yes. better the next day, um, maybe not mm-hmm. have a headache. Um, a lot of people are sensitive to sulfites. 
Yes, I, I'm finding that I'm I'm becoming more uh, sensitive to sulfites, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and maybe it's because of like I've I've been drinking so much wine, wine <laughs> over the years that it has a you know I'm acquiring this sensitivity. I don't know, um, but yes, I've I've noticed that. I'm sure. to work on that. So when did you uh-huh. get the travel bug? How you know how did this happen? Karen, it started at a very young age. My parents introduced my brother and I to travel when we were young. They um, they were very uh, set on set on taking family vacations every summer. They worked very, very hard so they could save up for these trips with us. And we traveled throughout Europe and some other places. And, you know, they really wanted us to see as much of the world as possible. And these weren't fancy trips at all, but that wasn't the point. It was right. seeing different cultures, going different places, trying different foods. And so at a very young age, wonderlust struck. <laughs> and don't you feel that, you know, that shapes who you are as, a, as an adult is having those opportunities to experience new things like that? Absolutely. It sure does. Absolutely. Yeah, that I, I, I can almost preach about that. You know, people don't understand that getting your children outside of their their box well getting adults outside of their box is one thing but if you can take children outside of their box i think mm-hmm. we would have less problems with picky eaters we'd have more tolerance in the world um you just yeah. learn so much when you visit other places and meet new people and experience new things it's, it it so makes right. a big difference it's- you know, it opens our minds and our eyes, and we look at things differently. Mm-hmm. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about your last adventure, this this recent trip that you just came back from. Sure. So, yes, I spent two weeks in Italy. I started in Florence, where I spent about six days, um, you know, perched myself right into the heart of the city center so I could do everything easily. And from there, I went on out to uh, Cinque Terre. That's on the coast, about two hours north of Florence. I took a train. And mm-hmm. that's, um, that's a coastal region with five little seaside villages. Nice. And uh, hiked from village to village. And those were pretty challenging hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the views were just incredible. So wonderful. And uh, spent four nights there. And then I took the train back to Florence and then rented a car to drive into Tuscany, south of Florence, and I stayed at Siena uh, for four nights. And from there, I took day trips into uh, the Tuscany region and went to different wineries, took a a private, uh, not a private, but a hands-on cooking class, and uh, that was amazing. Yeah. And I came home. And let me me say that you did this solo. You were a solo traveler, which, mm-hmm. you know, l- some people are just fearful of traveling, period. But to go by themselves would would send them into a tailspin. But you <laughs> prepared your you prepared yourself in advance for where you were going to stay and what you were going to do. So you felt very confident with with um, going by yourself, correct? I did. I did. I do a fair amount of solo travel. Um, This is the longest trip I've gone by myself. Uh, But yeah, I did a ton of research in advance. I 
I knew, you know, when the train was leaving, what train I wanted to be on. I, I asked a lot of questions of everybody I met along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's amazing how helpful strangers can be. Um, absolutely had my accommodation set up in advance. So I, I knew where I was going when I got off of a long plane trip or something like that. Good. Yeah, that's really good. So, it, and did you stay in major hotels or little inns? What did, what kind of accommodations did you have? Uh, it was well. It was a mix. In Florence, I rented an apartment, and nice. uh, that was right by the Duomo. Yeah, it had a full kitchen, so I could make my healthy breakfast. Uh, had a washing machine, which was going to be very important for me being gone for two weeks. Right. Uh, I needed to be able to wash some clothes, you know. Uh, that was quite affordable and so wonderful. And then in Cinque Terre, they don't have any um, they don't have any major hotel chains there, so they're all very small, privately owned uh, hotels and and inns. So I stayed in a little hotel there, right on the waterfront in Monterosso. And then in Siena, I stayed at a very old, historic, beautiful hotel uh, called Palazzo Rivaza, and that was just amazing. Amazing, amazing. Nice. That's so mm-hmm. cool. That's just, I can just imagine you waking up in, in those spaces, um, sitting out there going, am I really here? How long did it take you to, to actually, for it to sink in that you were, you were living this dream that you had thought of, you thought about for five <laughs> years since you were there the first time? Yeah. I mean, it took a couple of days, you know, to get acclimated yeah. and say, yeah, I, I am here. I am here. And I did it. <laughs> I know. Exactly. That's the, that's the, that's the exciting part. And you got to stay for two weeks. You know, I tell people all the time, mm-hmm. you know, they, uh, people come to me and they say, oh, I could never go on vacation for seven days. That's just too long. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it takes a couple days just for you to settle down into vacation brain, you know, vacation, um, operations. Yeah. Yeah. To to just chill out and, and enjoy the fact that you're there. And then, you know, after you've been planning it for so long, because that's what bucket list trips usually are about. You've, you've been thinking about them for years and you finally decide to put a stake in the ground and you do it. Mm -hmm. And by the time you get there, it's like, Oh my God, I'm actually here. I'm, I've actually yeah. done this. And look how beautiful it, it, it meets or exceeds all of my expectations. That's really absolutely. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. So um, you kind of discussed why this was on your list because you had gone before, you had been to Italy before and you wanted to go back. But was there any mm-hmm. reason for this particular region? Was it because of the wines that you went to this region? Yeah, that was a big draw, of course. Okay. Um, my my initial trip five years ago, I only spent half a day in Florence. And, of course, that was just not long enough. Right, right. <laughs> um, Tuscany was only three days previously, and that was not long enough. So I'd been in the Chianti area previously, so I knew I wanted to, to uh, try out maybe a different area and mm-hmm. see as much as I could. So definitely had to get uh, Tuscany in there uh, for a longer stay. But then Cinque Terre, um, I was just looking at the map thinking, where else can I go for four more days? Um, you know, that would be different and fun. And, and I'm very active. So the right. hiking was really the draw for me and the seaside uh, for Cinque Terre. And, and, you know, they have wine there too. So Right. 
<laughs> That's really good. It's super. So what what is um what is another one of your big trips that you've taken? I know you said this was the longest trip that you've done, but where else have you been that was pretty exciting? Yeah, um a year and a half ago, I accomplished my ultimate 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 bucket list trip, which was a South African safari. Nice. And yeah, so I did that a year and a half ago. So did you safari? You actually safari? Did you see what? Which of the big five did you see? All of them. Did mm-hmm. you? <gasps> All of what, them. What time yeah. of year did you go? I went. Um, I left on Christmas Eve. Okay. So uh, went on. Left on Christmas Eve. Got back on um, uh, shortly after the New Year. Right. So and you um, saw them yeah. All. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's on my list. I'm hoping to get to do that like super super soon. Soon, yes, <laughs> really do it. soon. Yeah, that you know I I struggle with I've I've Tahiti has actually been number one on my list for I'm not going to even tell you how long because people will say uh-huh. you're a travel agent and you're in the travel business and why is it that your number one bucket list trip hasn't been accomplished? Right. And there's sort of a story. Uh, my husband and I were dating and. And uh, he, number one on his bucket list was Fiji. And an opportunity came up for us to be able to go to Fiji. And we did 12 days in Fiji. And it was absolutely amazing. It was all of everything that you can imagine. And so Tahiti is on my my list. And we just have so things pop up. You know, every year I keep saying, this is the year we're going to do Tahiti. This is the year. And then other things will pop up spontaneously throughout the year that we end up doing and then it takes away from us being able to do Tahiti because that's going to be another one you know it's a long flight it's a it's a big investment sure. and and all of sure. that and so that is really number 1 on my list and and I'm struggling with now I may get to do South Africa very soon and I'm and I I'm almost rebellious because it's like, nope, I'm not going to do that no. until I get I get to Tahiti. I don't know what to do. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. You should just put, put Tahiti on the calendar for 2018. Just pick what your dates are and just. That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm yeah. there. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I, not <laughs> that I don't it, tell Karen. people to do that all the time, right? I need somebody to tell me to do, <laughs> to do that. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> So tell us about some of the people that you met and some of the food that you ate. Oh, my gosh. Well, both of them were highlights of the trip, of course. Um, I met amazing people from all over the world, Karen. Um, you know, as a solo traveler, you have options. You can either talk to people or not talk to people. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> I'm a pretty outgoing, friendly person, so um, I like to talk to people. And... More so than any of my other solo trips, this one was so amazing because I rarely ate alone. Mm, that's it was so good. crazy. Yeah, I'd be, you know, I'd start the meal by myself at a table and then I'd strike up a conversation with, you know, maybe the couple next to me or, or a family right. or whatever. And 
within 20 minutes, they're like, don't eat by yourself. Come, Come on over us. here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, the most fascinating person I met was when I was along the Cinque Terre Trail, uh, right before I was about to enter the next little town. I saw, I mean, right on the trail, there's this little house and it had a beautiful little patio and I could see things out front that, you know, it looked like a little store. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is a national park trail. I'm thinking, they don't have stores out here. Well, sure enough, they do. They did. Um, just one little store. And I, you know, I, I walked up onto the patio and I was looking around and this little German lady comes out and she introduces herself to me. She says, this is, this is my works. So I made all these items and welcome, welcome here. You can sit on the patio, enjoy the view. That's free. I won't charge you for the view. And, and Aww. we started talking and I said, well, so you're from Germany. How long have you lived in Italy? She said, oh, I moved here eight months ago to start a brand new life. Karen, oh. this woman was probably in her 70s. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. To start a brand new life. So she bought this place, beautiful place, overlooking the water right on the trail. And we just had the best time. I sat there with her for about 20 minutes, and we chatted. And, of course, I bought a few few items that would fit in my backpack. And, and just the loveliest, loveliest woman. Then her sister came out from the little house, and her sister had just come to visit from Germany, and they were talking about possibly her sister was going to move there as well. Oh, how fun. And I thought, wow, she's starting a brand-new life in her 70s. That's great. <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> and then the food, of course. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, that's really, I think it's never too late to do stuff like that. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I didn't get to, you know, hear all about her life story or anything like that, why she's starting a new life at that age, but uh, she was delightful. And then the food, mm. oh my gosh, the food, Italian food is hands down my favorite. And, you know, it's, it's different in Italy than what we know here in the States, of right. course. Um, all of their food, of course, is amazingly fresh and delicious. And uh, if you go to the local places, they've grown it on their own land and um you know of course the pasta you can never have too much pasta um i had amazing uh caprese bruschetta and then the gelato that too Mm -hmm. is even different over there it's just fresher um i I had a motto gelato every day and i I kept it That's so good. But you were you were working it off with the hiking and and all of that. So you can you can do that. I know. And then of course if I went to dinner and saw they had tiramisu on the menu, of course then I had to have the tiramisu for dessert that night. So sometimes it was a two dessert a day, which I don't ever do here in the States. So But you're on vacation. (laughs) That's what you're supposed to do. That is right. In Florence. In Florence they're known for their Florentine steak. Ooh. And that is just a big, beautiful chunk of meat. And, you know, as a native Texan, of course, I got to gotta have my steak fixed. And yeah. you pair that with a nice, maybe a nice glass of Chianti. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. That's there you go. That's making me lick my lips. <laughs> love know. it. I love that. <laughs> I think we need to, I think you need to put a group of uh, wine enthusiasts together and do a group trip over there that's what i think oh, wouldn't that be fun wouldn't oh, that be wow. fun that would be a blast to get i know we need to talk <laughs> we'll have to talk about that that could be something okay. really fun because now that you've done it you can tell us where to go and 
and sure. we can do some of the things that you did and eat some of the places that you ate. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. That would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's next on your bucket list? New Zealand in December with my family. Nice. They've got good wine too. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to go we're going to go check it out. <laughs> yeah, so are you uh what are you planning to do there? Do you have any plans already made? Yeah, it's it's already finalized. It's um well we'll uh we'll spend some time on the North Island, uh, checking out some areas there, some local seaside villages, and then we'll go to the South Island and uh, kind of have Queenstown as a home base to do uh, several day trips out to like Milford Sound and uh, mm-hmm. do the Lord of the Rings tour and oh, yeah. the wineries there south of Queenstown. And then we'll wrap it up with about four days in the Marlboro region, uh, the northern part of the South Island, and of course, um, drink some uh, New Zealand wine. Absolutely. It, I have had some. It's been, it was imported here, but I, I have had uh-huh. some and I was quite pleased. So uh, uh, highly well, recommend Well, you know, their Sauvignon it. Blanc. Yeah. Yes. New Zealand Sauvignon yes. Blanc is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And I don't usually like Sauvignon Blanc, but I, I drink, I will drink New Zealand's um, <laughs> yes. quite a bit. So. But sure. that's good. I, re- I really appreciate you coming on and telling us about your adventure. This is, you know, I think this is so much fun when people actually live out their dreams like this and, and check off their bucket list. And, and you know, you'll probably go back to Italy again from the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, different yeah. areas, maybe, or the same place. Yeah. If I can talk you into doing a group, we, we all get to go to Italy. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Well, you have a great weekend, and um, we'll be seeing you around very, very soon. Gosh, thank you so much, Karen. Oh, tell, I'm, tell I'm everybody how they can get friends. in touch with you with your with the wine shop. Tell us how to get in touch ah, with you to host a party. Um, you know, check out my website, McDanielWineShop.com. And then uh, my email is just simply Dawn, D-A-W-N, at McDaniel Wine Shop. And that's the best way to reach me. Perfect. Thanks a lot, Dawn. Thank you, Karen. Have a great weekend. You too. This is your Bucket List Buster. Wasn't that a great interview with Dawn about being a solo traveler to Italy? We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about next week's show. This is your Bucket List Buster. Have you dreamed of cruising the waterways of Europe, past castles and vineyards on a luxury vessel where your every wish has been granted? We have some great ideas for you. Scenic Cruises is a luxury five-star, completely all-inclusive river cruise line. At Scenic, when we say all-inclusive, that's what we mean. From airport transfers, all gratuities on and off the ship, a variety of shore excursion options, all beverages, all the time butler service, complimentary laundry service, e-bikes, and even the mini bar in our cabins. Scenic guests won't have to worry about money at all. It's all included. Scenic ships feature more space to enjoy with less guests on board. Six dining venues on board offer lots of choices and lively dining options. Knowledgeable staff shows you European cities and smaller gems at a leisurely pace. Voted Best River Cruise Shore Excursions by the discerning experts at Cruise Critic for 2016, Scenic's fleet of 15 ships is specifically designed to cruise the Rhine and Danube 
France, Russia, Portugal, and Southeast Asia itineraries. Scenic's 2018 brochure has just been released with a special offer of free or reduced airfare. Learn more at scenicusa.com. Our premium river cruise line, Emerald Waterways, has been named Best Value in River Cruising three years in a row by Cruise Critic. Emerald Waterways started four years ago and has a fleet of seven ships, three of them new this year. Inclusions that set it apart in the premium value category are all gratuities included, wine, beer, and soft drinks with lunch and dinner, airport transfers, daily excursions, a heated pool that converts to a cinema, Emerald active hiking and biking excursions, and large balcony suites. Emerald's popular cruise itineraries and feature the Danube, Rhine, Southern France, and the Douro River in Portugal. Our new 2018 brochure features an early booking discount of up to $1,000 per couple. Learn more at emeraldwaterways.com. Welcome back to your Bucket List Buster. Well, that's all we have time for for today's show, guys. But next week, let me tell you what we have. We are welcoming Mr. Dwayne Penner, the Vice President of Sales with Road Trips Sports, your bucket list, customized sports tours at major sporting events. Um, if you want to go to the PGA Masters or the Super Bowl on your bucket list or World Cup in Russia in 2018, well, this is going to be the show for you. And I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation that we have with Dwayne. They are the ultimate sports travel organization. Winter Games in South Korea, Monaco Grand Prix, you name it, they can customize that trip for you. So let's um, tune in next week, next Thursday, 2 p.m. This is your bucket list buster. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul. You deserve it. Your Bucket List Buster is here to help you start living your dreams. Remember to subscribe to your Bucket List Buster. Visit us on Facebook, like our Instagram, and please post some of your pictures. And remember, if you would like to be featured on the show to tell us about an upcoming trip that you're about to take or one that you've already taken, make sure you contact me at yourbucketlistbuster at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found some resources in today's show that excites your travel juices and provided you with some valuable information for your next trip. And it gave you permission to take time off and have some fun someplace in the world. I'm signing out. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster.